ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम अज्ञानतिरांधस्ञानाजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थापित येन भूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददा स्वदातिक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरूनवांश्रीप साग्रजात सह गणरघुनाथाजीव साइत सवधूत पिजन सहित कृष्णचैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाकांतराधाकांतनमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रिय वाछाकलतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम नम ओं विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदस्वामीना नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभुनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर अटेंडिंग द सिक्स्थ एपिसोड ऑफ द ईशोपनिषद सीरीज एंड टुडेज टॉपिक इज मंत्र फाइव ऑफ द ईशोपनिषद so we'll go word to word so you look at this section here the word to word meanings so we will read the word to word there but not with the meanings though just the individual words and then after that we will chant the the verse here <coughs> tat so you please repeat after me after each word i will act like i am i can hear you so i will give a gap and then we will go to the next word tat एजति तत् न एजति तत् हि दूरे वी आर नॉट टॉकिंग अबाउट मीनिंग्स राइट सो आई गॉट माय सेल्फ कंफ्यूज्ड दूरे तत् उ अंतिके तत् अंतः अस्य तत् उ सर्वस्य अस्य बाह्यतः सो वी विल रीड लाइन टू लाइन नाउ तदेजति तन्नैजति तद्दूरे तद्वंतिके ओके 
this how to pronounce this tadv antike no tadvantike as one word but actually this three words tad u antike so u plus a becomes v va so tadvantike tadantarasya sarvasya tadu sarvasyasya bahyatah okay again tadejati tannaijati taddure tadvantike tadantarasya sarvasya tadu sarvasyasya bahyatah again tadejati tannaijati taddure tadvantike tadantarasya sarvasya tadu sarvasyasya bahyatah word to word meanings tat this supreme lord ejati walks tat he na not ejati walks tat he dure far away tat he u also antike very near tat he antah within asya of this sarvasya of all tat he u also sarvasya of all asya of this bahyatah external to translation and purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation the supreme lord walks and does not walk he is far away but he is very near as well he is within everything and yet he is outside of everything so let's map the sanskrit and the english tadejati tannaijati so tannaijati you see he is actually tat na ejati tat na ejati so tat and na so when it when it comes together sandhi becomes tanna tanna but then na plus ejati a plus a i naijati so tannaijati so it's like together tannaijati so tat tat ejati so tat plus ejati becomes tadejati this also has to be read together as one word like flow tadejati not tad ejati tat t ends with t and ejati becomes tadejati tannaijati so he walks and he does not walk so tat means he actually tat here is translated as this supreme lord but tat the word itself does not mean supreme lord but because that is the topic we are um, that is isha isha vasyam so the, we are talking about the supreme lord here so he so this is the pronoun Uh, it's not the noun so just like when we are talking about say prabhupad and then uh, prabhupad was born in 1896 uh, he went to school 
he met his spiritual master in 1922 so when we say he we are, it is understood that we are talking about Prabhupada so like that um, so Tat means the supreme lord so Tat 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 so many Tat here uh, so all that is referring to him Tadejati Tan Naijati he walks and he does not walk so the supreme lord walks and does not walk Ejati means walks Tadure Tadu Antike Tat U becomes Tadu but that the next word is Antike so U plus A becomes Va U plus A is Va so Tadvantike so um, Tadure Dure means Dure means far uh, he is far and he is near as well Antike Tad Antarasya Sarvasya he is within everything Sarvasya means of everything, of all. Tad Antarasya. Asya means is. Antar means inside. So he is inside all or everything. Because he is in the Paramanu Chayantarastham. Andan is Paramanu Chayantarastham. So Brahma Samhita also says this. What is that? Ekopyasav Rachaitum Jagadanda Kotim Yachaktirasti Jagadanda Chayayadanta. Andantarastham, Andantarastha Paramanu Chayantarastham, Andantarastha Paramanu Chayantarastham. Anda means this universe is like an under, like an egg shape. So, Andantarastham and Paramanu Chayantarastham. So, this universe is compared to an egg or a womb, Garbha. That's why the ocean and the universal waters. That is called Garbhodakashayi. Garbha means very, very dark. You know, uh, in fact, in the South Indian style of uh, temples, the, the, um, the deity room is called, uh, what is that? In Telugu, we call Garbhagudi. Like, so, in, it's inside. Garbha is very dark inside, in the, inside the deity room. Only lighted by the lamps, you know, like that. That South Indian uh, Dravidian style of architecture and uh, the way temples are built. So, Garbha means very dark, like in the womb. In the, inside the womb of the mother, it's completely dark, no light inside. So, this universe also is like that. It's completely dark. The Brahma Jyoti, the infinite Brahma Jyoti that is coming from Krishna, is completely covered by the shell of the universe, which is so thick um, uh, that there is no chance of that light passing through. And therefore, inside this universe, um, the sun is required to illuminate the entire sky. <clears throat> so, Tadantarasya Sarvasya, he is within everything. Tadu Sarvasyasya Bahyataha. So, he is outside of everything and he is inside of everything. You see, he is within everything and yet he is outside of everything. So, this is Garbhagraha. Yes. <clears throat> so, his Garbhagraha is the that um, where the Lord is situated inside the, the inner sanctum sanctorum of the temple, the deity room. Um, so similar verse is there in the prayers of the Queen Kunti. So we have seen this, I think, yesterday or the day before. We will see it again in the Bhagavatam. It is said, Kunti Uvacha Namasye Purusham Tvadyam 
ईश्वरं प्रकृते परम अलक्ष्यम सर्वभूतानाम अंतर्बिवस्थितम श्रीमती कुंती सेड ओ कृष्णा आई ऑफर माई ओबेसेंसेस ऑन टू यू बिकॉज यू आर द ओरिजिनल पर्सनैलिटी एंड आर अनफेक्टेड बाय द क्वालिटीज ऑफ द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड यू आर एग्जिस्टिंग बोथ विद इन एंड विदाउट एवरीथिंग येट यू आर इनविजिबल टू ऑल अंतर बहिर सो अंतर मीन्स इन साइड बहिर मीन्स आउटसाइड लाइक यू नो वी एवरी टाइम यू सिंग द सॉन्ग नमस्ते नरसिम्हा बहिर नरसिम्हा हृदय नरसिम्हा सो इन आउटसाइड नरसिम्हा इन साइड माई हार्ट इज ऑल्सो नरसिम्हा सो दैट इज ट्रू द लॉर्ड इज इन साइड एंड आउटसाइड ऑफ एवरीथिंग यू आर एक्सिस्टिंग बोथ विद इन एंड विदाउट एवरीथिंग येट यू आर इनविजिबल दैट इज द वंडरफुल थिंग जैसे शो मी गॉड but god is everywhere inside and outside but he is invisible to all again this all who is this all next verse she she tells even more clearly maya javanikachhannam agnyadhoksha jamavyayam nalakshase mudha drisha nato natyadharo yatha being beyond the range of limited sense perception you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtain of deluding energy maya javanika channam javanika means a curtain achhannam means covered maya javanika channam naham prakash sarvasya yoga maya samavritah krishna says in the bhagavad gita chapter 7 text 25 we will go there we will come back here chapter 7 text 25 You see, he says, "Naham prakashah sarvasya yoga maya samavritah mudho yamna bhijanati loko mama jamavyam." I am never manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. For them, I am covered by my internal potency, and therefore they do not know that I am unborn and infallible. I am never manifest to the foolish. and that's exactly what kunti devi is saying mudha drisha by the foolish observer nalakshya se mudha drisha you are not visible to the foolish observer you see covered by the curtain of deluding energy you are invisible to the foolish observer exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized when an actor if he does make up very nicely and he feels acting so nicely that it is completely different from his actual character you can't recognize him you know uh, you can't recognize him on stage what is this same what who is he so that that is how krishna is so expert uh, that although he is everywhere but still they cannot see him because he is foolish he cannot see through but a devotee the lord cannot hide from a devotee exactly the opposite even the lord wants to hide he cannot hide from a pure devotee uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu many times um, he always projected himself as a devotee but when rupa goswami sanatan goswami they saw him they understood he is supreme personality of godhead uh, so when they praised him as supreme personality he you know closed his ears and went away from there so although he did that but rupa goswami uh, sanatan goswami they could recognize again it is not that they uh, did it out of their own whims whimsically they are calling him god nowadays it is happening somebody you know 
people are calling him God. And he is a complete cheat, but they are calling him God. And especially in human, I mean Hindu, Hindu house, you know, if you see in the altar room, there will be, you know, some Baba here, Baba there, you know, everybody equal to God. So, it is said that a fool, he will accept an ordinary man as God and he will take a God as ordinary man. Actually, that is stated in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mm, I need to, let's see if I can find that out. Uh, who is that? I think it's um, uh, somewhere in the CC. Maybe if you can find out and put in the comments, it'll be nice. I think it's this one. No, not this. I'm not able to find. There is a uh, incident. I showed this in the class the other time. Um, forgot the chapter. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, they, you know, go to this Kaliya, you know, Kaliya Dahan. Uh, actually, it's a fisherman. Wait, well, let, let's see. Well, let's try to, let's try to find this out. Just give me a second. Okay, here, we have it. This is, what is it? CC Madhya, chapter 18. Okay, if we go 104, okay, we will go to the actual index and we can see from there. So, this is very important to know because this is a big problem among Hindus. Some Baba will come. Nowadays, it is very common, Sai Baba. Both the Sai Babas, none of them are God. But, it is accepted by Hindus. Where is the reference, scriptural reference? When Shrupa Goswami said that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is God, he did not whimsically say, he did not whimsically say that he is God. Uh, there is so much Shastric reference, but where these Babas are all have Shastric reference? They don't have. You see this, this is what happened. This is a foolish people, you know. You see, this is what happened. One second. Okay. So, in the afternoon, so this is Chaitanya Leela, this is about 500 years ago. In the afternoon, people were able to speak to him. This is about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The Lord told everyone of the importance of the chanting of the holy name. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was preaching the glories of the holy name. During this time, a Vaishnava named Krishnadas came to see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He was a householder belonging to the Kshatriya caste and his house was located on the other side of the Yamuna. After bathing at Keshi Tirtha, Krishnadas went toward Kalyadaha and suddenly saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sitting at Amlital. Amlital, Tentuli Tala. So, upon seeing the Lord's personal beauty and ecstatic love, Krishnadas was very much astonished. Out of ecstatic love, he offered his respectful obeisances to the Lord. <coughs> okay, wait, not this. It's even further. 
<laughs> you see this. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually went to Vrindavan. So in, in Vrindavan, everybody was thinking or saying that, oh, um, Krishna has come again, you know, because they saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But then, everywhere the Lord went, all the people said, Krishna has again manifested at Vrindavan. One morning, many people came to Akrura Tirtha. As they came from Vrindavan, they made a tumultuous sound. Upon seeing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the people offered respects at his lotus feet. The Lord then asked him, where are you all coming from? The people replied, Krishna, I think there is a bit of a lag. Kindly let me know in the comments if there is a bit of a lag. In the beginning, I think it was okay, but now there is a little bit of a lag. Okay, anyway, let's continue. But you let me know in the comments. Where are you all coming from? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked. The people replied, Krishna has again manifested himself on the waters of the Kaya lake. He dances on the hoods of the serpent Kaliya and the jewels on those hoods are blazing. Everyone has seen Lord Krishna himself. There is no doubt about it. Hearing this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began to laugh. He then said, everything is correct. <laughs> I think in this purport, is it? No, not this. Not this also. For three successive nights, people went to Kaliyadaha to see Krishna. This is Kaliyadaha means at the place where you know Krishna fought with the Kaliya serpent and defeated the snake. So that uh, he went. I mean, the people have for three days. For three successive nights, people went to Kaliyadaha to see Krishna, and everyone returned saying, "Now we have seen Krishna himself." So they were seeing something and they were saying, we saw, we are seeing Krishna every night there. You know, Krishna is actually coming, you know, and he's dancing on the Kaliya snake there. You know, this is, mind you, 500 years ago, Krishna, Kaliya, the whole pastime happened 5,000 years ago. Hmm? So everybody, everybody was astonished, oh, Krishna is showing his Leela. No, sometimes there are very gullible people who, who accept these things. So, everyone came before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, Now we have directly seen Lord Krishna. Thus, by the mercy of the goddess of learning, they were made to speak the truth. <laughs> that means, they came to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then said to him, We have directly seen Krishna. They actually meant that they saw Krishna at that lake. But actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself is Krishna. So, we have directly seen Krishna, they said. Actually, they are seeing Krishna directly. So, the Saraswati, you know, the goddess of learning, made them speak the truth. But actually, they were speaking something else, but it became the truth because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was right in front of them. So, when the people saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they actually saw Krishna, but because they were following their own imperfect knowledge, they accepted the wrong thing as Krishna. See this. This is very important. When the people saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, today the screen looks smaller. (laughs) No, it's the same screen. I never changed. I didn't change it. So, okay. Um, you see, when the people saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they actually saw Krishna, but because they were following their own imperfect knowledge, they accepted the wrong thing as Krishna. Now, here, I think in this purport, oh, still not this purport, okay. At that time, Balabhadra Bhattacharya placed a request at the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He said, Please give me permission to go see Lord Krishna directly. Balabhadra Bhattacharya, who was the one who came with him all the way to Vrindavan uh, from, from uh, Jagannath Puri. 
So he, because everybody was saying, we have seen Krishna, we have seen Krishna at the, you know, Kaliyadaha. So, Balabhadra Bhattacharya told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please give me mercy also. He asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please give me mercy so that I also want to see Krishna directly. When Balabhadra Bhattacharya asked to see Krishna at Kaliyadaha, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mercifully slapped him. <laughs> saying, you are a learned scholar, but you have become a fool, being influenced by the statements of other fools. You see this? That means we are supposed to understand who is God and who is not God and you know what is cheating and what <clears throat> not just being carried away because all people are saying, oh yeah, it must be truth, no? Otherwise, how? Just like the Sai Baba, where did he come from? Where what 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 scripture authorizes him to become a God? Where? Where in the scripture it is said he is God? Uh, it is simply their own concoction. But and if you tell this to them, they will oh they become angry. Uh, but that is a foolish, you know. A learned scholar, that's why he's become acquainted with the scriptures. Our problem with the Sanatan Dharma, that is known as Hindu Dharma today, is that the problem is that nobody reads the Bhagavad Gita. They accept something which other people told, this person told, oh, I, I prayed to this Baba and then, you know, suddenly my business boomed, you know. So, oh, really, really, I also want. So, this way, these kind of things, they are, you know, the miracles and all some, you know, stupid miracles they will just, you know, make up. And then these things they say, oh, this is God, this is God. They don't actually see what is... See, like that, even a magician is God, right? He can do miracles far better than all these Babas and all this. You know, he can do... Like, what is that? David Copperfield. He made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Is that not, is that not wonderful? So, is it magic tricks anybody can, anybody can do? You know, that is, that is magician. It's not God. Hmm. So... Uh, these are not so these things we have to understand um, in fact what to speak when uh, bhaktivinoda thakur time there was a tantric his name was bishakisan he was a very demoniac person but he could cure many people by his power by his mystic power he, he did his own tantric yoga whatever and he got mystic powers and with those powers he used to cure people of diseases and everybody wow he's a miracle man you know he used to cure and then they took him as god you know and they surrendered to him they gave him so much money and he enjoyed with so many women and everything. So, in this way, cheating is going on. So, we, if we don't consult the scriptures, we will not know who is God and who is not. Hmm. And here you see, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is reprimanding him, Balabhadra Bhattacharya. When Balabhadra Bhattacharya asked to see Krishna at Kaliyadaha, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mercifully slapped him, saying, you are a learned scholar, but you have become a fool being influenced by the statements of other fools. Why would Krishna appear in the age of Kali? Foolish people who are mistaken are simply causing agitation and making a tumult. Do not become mad. Simply sit down here and tomorrow night you will go to Krishna. Now you see. <laughs> see in the purport. Maya is so strong that even a person like Balabhadra Bhattacharya who was constantly staying with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was influenced by the words of fools. He wanted to see Krishna directly by going to Kaliyadaha, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, being the original spiritual master, would not allow his servant to fall into such foolishness. He therefore chastised him, slapping him just to bring him to a real sense of Krishna consciousness. Then you see, why would Krishna appear in the age of Kali? Foolish people who are mistaken are simply causing agitation and making a tumult. I think this is where... Yeah, this is the, this is the purport I wanted to show. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's first statement, Krishna kene da, 
darshan dibe kalikale krishna kene dibe darshan dibe kalikale refers to the scriptures according to scripture krishna appears in dwapara yuga but he never appears as himself in kali yuga rather he appears in kali yuga in a covered form as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32, Krishna Varnam Tvisha Krishnam Sangpangastra Parshadam. Krishna appears in the age of Kali in the garb of a devotee. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who always associates uh, with his internal soldiers, Sangopangastra Parshadam, Sri Advaita Prabhu, Sri Nityananda Prabhu, Sri Srivas Prabhu, uh, and Gadadhar Prabhu. Although Balabhadra Bhattacharya was personally serving Lord Krishna in his role as a devotee, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he mistook Lord Krishna for an ordinary man and an ordinary man for Lord Krishna because he did not follow the rules set down by Shastra and Guru. Now, this is important. Yes, so everybody is saying there is a little bit of lag. Well, again, I have no control about this. I have done everything right on my, my end. I think it's a connection problem. It's a network issue probably. I don't know. I think yesterday, later on during the class, it became alright. But let's see how it goes. So you see this important point. Although Balabhadra Bhattacharya was personally serving Lord Krishna in his role as a devotee, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he mistook Lord Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for an ordinary man and an ordinary man for Lord Krishna because he did not follow the rules set down by Shastra and Guru. Now actually what happened? Who is that Krishna that everybody is talking about? Hmm? Let's go to that now. You see, do not become mad. Simply sit down here and tomorrow night you will go to see Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him like this. The next morning, some respectable gentlemen came to Sri, see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Lord asked them, Have you seen Krishna? <laughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him, asked them. These respectable gentlemen replied, At night in Kalia Lake, a fisherman lights a torch in his boat and catches many fish. I don't know if you have seen this. It's quite uh, common in, in India, the way they do fishing. You know, actually, I mean many places, but nowadays they have more sophisticated fish farms and all that, whatever. But, you know, I have seen in uh, Kormakshetra, the fishermen in the beach, you know, when you go there, it's a very, very big beach. When you go there in the night, in the, when, um, in the sundown at the time, they start they go very, very far, many kilometers into the ocean and catch fish. And each of their boats has light, you know. So, they were thinking that the light is the, you know, gem, you know, some shining gem on the Kaliya snake and, you know, Krishna is dancing on it, you see. How? So, from a distance, people mistakenly think that they are seeing Krishna um, dancing on the body of the Kaliya serpent. These fools think that the boat is the Kaliya serpent and the torchlight the jewels on his hoods. People also mistake the fisherman for Krishna. They thought Krishna is the, uh, I mean the fisherman is Krishna. That means the ordinary person, they are accepting him as God. And God, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is there, and everybody is reporting to him, coming and reporting to him, even including his own servant, Balabhadra Bhattacharya, that, oh, we have seen Krishna, we have seen Krishna. Or Balabhadra Bhattacharya wanted to see Krishna. Krishna, they are taking him as ordinary man. Ordinary man, they are taking him as Krishna. See, this is the fault. Uh, this is the fault. So, this is what happens. Why? Why it happens? Explained by Prabhupada in the last 
because he did not follow the rules set down by Shastra and Guru. So, we must understand Krishna from Shastra and Guru. From the Guru, we can understand Shastra. And with Shastra, then we can understand God. So, this is the proper process. Uh, so, we cannot simply test, just do our own thing. So, that's why it is said, Shruti Smriti Purana Adi. Shruti Smriti Purana Adi. Hmm. You see here, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Rupa Goswami is writing. Shruti Smriti Purana Adi, Pancharatra Vidhim Vina, Aikantiki Harer Bhakti, Utpataiva Kalpate. Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literatures like the Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Pancharatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. Therefore, in the Bhagavatam, it is explained, Tachraddha Dhana Munayo, no, this was 1.2.12, Tachraddha Dhana Munayo, Jnana Vairagya Yuktaya, Pashyantyatmani Chatmanam, Bhaktya, the seriously inquisitive student or sage, well equipped with knowledge and detachment, realizes that absolute truth by rendering devotional service in terms of what he has heard from the Vedanta Shruti. In terms of the Vedanta Shruti. So, we have to do devotional service in terms of what is given in the scriptures. If there is no reference to scriptures, it is completely bogus. That's why that's why it is said in Bhagavad Gita 17.15, Prabhupada writes in the purport. You have to always quote from the references. That is why we have the screen here. Why we always are showing the screen? Because if I say something, you know, oh, Tatvid said like this. Yeah? So, I, who am I say something? That's useless. But if I'm sh- we are showing Shastra, then it becomes authentic. So, that's why we have to always, always quote from the Shastra. That is why Snugopal Prabhu has started this, this way of giving lectures with a screen there. So that, if you don't believe me, you see the screen. <laughs> the screen will say, tell you. So, in that way, you know, one is pointed to the actual verse, chapter and verse number. You know, everything, the exact Sanskrit or Bengali or whatever. An exact thing you can see. So here, austerity of speech consists of speaking words that are truthful, pleasing and beneficial and not agitating to others and also regularly reciting Vedic literature. Regularly reciting, you see. The process of speaking in spiritual circles is to say something upheld by the scriptures. One should at once quote from the scriptural authority to back up what he is saying. At the same time, such talk should be very pleasurable to the ear. By such discussions, one may derive the highest benefit and elevate human society. There is a limitless stock of Vedic literature and one should study this. This is called penance of speech. So similarly, Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna is saying to, Lord Vishnu is saying to Lord Brahma, 2.9.31, he is saying, Shri Bhagavan Uvacha, Krishna himself is speaking now, Jnanam Paramaguhyam Me 
यद्विज्ञानसन्वितं सरहस्यं तदंगं च गृहाणगदितं मया The personality of God had said, Knowledge about me as described in the scriptures is very confidential and it has to be realized in conjunction with devotional service. The necessary paraphernalia for that process is being explained by me. You may take it up carefully. See, so this is a very, very important thing. Otherwise, we will make mistake of who is God and who is not. It's very easy to make the mistakes. Where are we? <laughs> hmm. So, so this is from the uh, all these references. How God is inconceivable. Uh, we cannot simply make our own speculations about Him. Now, so let's go to the purport. Here is a description. of some of the Supreme Lord's transcendental activities executed by His inconceivable potencies. The contradictions given here prove the inconceivable potencies of the Lord. He walks and He does not walk. Ordinarily, if someone can walk, it is illogical to say He cannot walk. But in reference to God, such a contradiction simply serves to indicate His inconceivable power. With our limited fund of knowledge, we cannot accommodate such contradictions and therefore, we conceive of the Lord in terms of our limited powers of understanding. That is this world of duality. In, in this world of duality, if there is one thing, then it cannot be the other thing. If there is the other thing, then it cannot be this thing. So, if it is cold, it is not hot. If it is, if it is uh, hot, it is not cold. So, like if he walks, he cannot. It is, it is wrong to say that he cannot walk. Therefore, the Lord is also sometimes referred to as Advaitam. That means in Him there is no duality. In Him there is no like um, the good and bad. In, the, in, in Him there is no walking and not walking. In Him there is no seeing and not seeing. He sees and He does not see at the same time. He walks and He does not walk at the same time. You see? So, how is this possible? How can that be possible? That is the meaning of real Advaitam. That everything, all the so-called duality that we see in this world has no contradiction in, in the Lord. Hmm. So, this is in this way the Lord is one without a second. In, this, in Him there is no um, two. Like for example, if we show kindness, that is considered good. If we kill, that is considered bad. But when the Lord shows kindness or when He kills, it is the same thing. He, he gives liberation to the person. You see, there is no difference. There is no difference between his killing and his loving. That is Advaitam. The result is the same. It may look opposites, but there is no opposite in, in the result. Lebhe dhatri uchitam tatonyam kamva dayalum sharanam vrajema. That is explained in the Bhagavatam. See, third canto, second chapter, 23rd verse. 3.2.23 Ahobakiyam stanakalakutam jigham sayapayayadapyasadvi lebhegatim dhatriyuchitam tatonyam kamvadayalum sharanam rajema. Hmm. 
Alas, how shall I take shelter of one more merciful than he who granted the position of mother to a she-demon, Putana, although she was unfaithful and she prepared deadly poison to be sucked from her breast? So, she came with a very vicious intention to kill Krishna by applying poison on her, bre- on her breast and offering her breast to Krishna for him to drink milk. So, her plan was the moment he sucks the poison and he will die. So, she came with such a vicious intention. But he killed her. But then he gave her a position of mother. Oh, she gave me. She offered her breast to me. So, I have to give her a position of mother in the spiritual world. So, this is how Krishna, his killing is also good. That's why the song is there. What is that? Adharam madhuram, vadanam madhuram, gamanam madhuram, hasitam madhuram. Everything is madhuram, sweet about him. Whether he is... Uh, you know, his, his lips are madhuram and his walking is madhuram, his smiling is madhuram, everything is madhuram, madhuram means sweet. So, that is, that is why the song is there, Madhurashtakam, you know, and the song of the sweetness of Krishna. So, everything about him is sweet. So, when Sukadeva Goswami heard this verse, then he turned from impersonalist to devotee. How? This is, then he understood, this is real Advaitam. He was into this Advaitam, Advaitam. Um, but then he understood this is Advaitam. That even though his so-called you know, anger, that is also good. And his loving is also good. Everything about him is good. Hmm. But in reference to God, such a contradiction simply serves to indicate his inconceivable power. With our limited fund of knowledge, we cannot accommodate such contradictions and therefore we conceive of the Lord in terms of our limited powers of understanding. For example, the impersonalist philosophers of the Mayavad school accept only the Lord's impersonal activities and reject his personal feature. But the members of the Bhagavad school adopting um, the perfect conception, the perfect conception of the Lord, accept his inconceivable potencies and thus understand that he is both personal and impersonal. The Bhagavatas know that without inconceivable potencies, there can be no meaning to the words Supreme Lord. So, the, we accept uh, Bhagavad school. We are proponents of the Bhagavad school or the devotee, Vaishnava school. School of thought, as they say. So, we are coming from this Vaishnava uh, training. So, our understanding is that Vadantita Tattva Vidas Tattvam Yajnanam Advayam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavaniti Shabdyate so, we don't say that the God, that the Supreme Lord is not impersonal. Yes, impersonalism is also one of his features. But it is not the be-all and end-all of all of everything about him. It is partial knowledge about him. As you can see this, 1.2.11 Vadantitattattvavidastattvamyajnanamadvayambrahmetiparamatmetibhagavanitishabdhyate Learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth call this non-dual substance Brahman, Paramatma or Bhagavan. It is the same absolute truth but according to the stages of realization Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan. Just like when there is a fire in the beginning you may not see where the fire is but you see some smoke coming from far away. 
you see some smoke there then you know hey there is fire there so because without fire there wouldn't be any smoke so first you would see the smoke you don't see the real thing yet you don't see the fire yet but you know there is fire <clears throat> if you think that smoke is fire that is wrong yeah those so smoke is a manifestation of the fire so it is one of the features of fire but it's not all it is not full understanding when you go closer then you start to feel not only the smoke but also you start to feel the heat and some brightness you know you know there's some light yes yes i think there is fire and then you even go even further further oh there is a big fire going on so like here sometimes <coughs> we are in singapore here yeah. i mean i am in singapore most of you maybe are in singapore most of you many of you are from different places as well so nearby is indonesian uh, land across the sea so sometimes in indonesia they they burn some forests and that smoke of that you know all that burning comes to singapore air and i think this was about 5 to 6 years ago it was very bad the smoke the haze that was causing you know it is like completely you can't see more than 20 meters you know in the distance you can't see 10 to 20 meters you can't see <coughs> so that is the result of fire somewhere uh, so in the beginning i wouldn't know i i don't know the the fire because i haven't seen but unless there is a fire how come this this haze came so similarly brahman brahman is the infinite light the brahma jyoti but light means there is a source of the light just like sunlight it's bright light but then there is a source so what is the source of that light that is krishna so but that they do not know that's why in the 15th verse of this ishopanishad we will see you know in the 15th and 16th verses you will see this hiranmayena patrena satyasyaapi hitam mukham tatvam pushanna pavrunu satya dharmaya drishtaye oh my lord sustainer of all that lives your real face is covered by your dazzling effulgence kindly remove that covering and exhibit yourself to your pure devotee see that prayer same ishopanishad 15th verse so just like when a bright light is you know shining on our face then you know it's so bright we can't even see where it is coming from and what is it that is causing that light so dazzling so krishna's brahma jyoti is so dazzling that we can't see him he has to uncover that he has to that's why he's saying kindly remove that covering of that effulgence dazzling effulgence so that i can see your real face next verse also in the 16th verse also you see what is said see पूषण्ये कर्षे यमसूर्य प्राजापत्य व्यूहरश्मिन् समूह तेजो यत्ते रूपं कल्याणतमं तत्ते पश्यामि योसावसौ पुरुषः सोहमस्मि दिस वाज अ लिटिल मोर एक्सप्लेनेशन स्पेशली द लास्ट 3 वर्ड्स बट एनीवे वी विल सी इट ओ माय लॉर्ड ओ प्राइमेवल फिलॉसोफर मेंटेनर ऑफ द यूनिवर्स ओ रेगुलेटिव ओ रेगुलेटिंग प्रिंसिपल डेस्टिनेशन ऑफ द प्योर डिवोटीज well wisher of the progenitors of mankind please remove the effulgence of your transcendental rays so that i can see your form of bliss in fact um okay we will read the translation you are the eternal supreme personality of godhead like unto the sun as am i so the sun um 
the particles of the sun are bright and the sun itself is also bright. So, as am I, these three words are mis misrepresented by the Mayavadis. Oh, I am also the same, you know, Tattva Masi. But actually, no, it doesn't mean that because sun has three aspects. The sun, God, the sun planet and the sun light. So, sun light is not the same as sun God. Although there is no difference between sun God and sun light because with his energy, the sunlight is coming. But at the same time, the sunlight is not sun god. Uh, so, so that's why, so we, but at the same time, the sunlight is not different from the sun god. So we can understand sunlight and sun planet, but we cannot understand sun god, we can't see him. Like some insects, they only can understand sunlight. They can feel the heat and light, but they don't really know where it is coming from. Hmm. So they know only sunlight. We humans know the sun globe, we can see sun. But if you become even more demigod, uh, then one can enter into the sun planet and see the sun god. And Krishna said in the fourth chapter, Imam vivasvate yogam proktavan aham avyayam. I have spoken to the sun god, the same Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. Now I am speaking to again Arjuna. So, he spoke to the sun god. So, there is such a thing, thing called the president of the sun planet. So, that person, we cannot understand that now. We can only understand these two aspects of the sun planet and the sunlight. And the insects only can understand sunlight. So, like that, according to one stage of re realization, one can understand Brahmeti, Paramatmeti, Bhagavanita Shabdyate. Not all are on the same platform. Uh, not everybody realizes Bhagavan. Some Brahmeti. That's why they swear upon Brahman, you know, they, yes, Brahman is the real thing. Uh, Brahma Satyam Jagan Mithya. But real Brahma, that's why there are two words, Brahma and Parabrahma. Param Brahma Param Dhamma, Pavitram Paramam Bhavan, Purusham Shashvatam Divyam Adi Devam Ajam Vibhum. So Arjuna is clarifying, Param Brahma, you are Parabrahma, Krishna, you are Parabrahma. And he said, not only I am saying, you yourself are saying Krishna, not just I am saying because I am your friend, I am flattering you, no. Uh, what all rishis, they accept this. And headed by Narmani, Asita, Devala, Vyasadev and Swayam Chaiva Bravishime. Now you yourself have declared that to me. So this is confirmed by all the authorities. That's how we should accept God. Not simply because somebody said he is God, you know, write his own book of his own uh, biography. Where, where? This is Vedic book or what? Vedic literature? Who wrote? Vyasadeva wrote. How, how, who and who wrote this? Is he coming in what parampara? Where is his uh, Vaishnava parampara? So, we have to, that's why we have to always, there is check and balance. How to, um, you know, ascertain whether which this is fake news or, you know, real news, you know. And if you see, we'll go back to this verse. You see, Purusha, uh, Rupam Kalyanatamam. You see that? Rupam Kalyanatamam. Rupam means form. Kalyanatamam means most auspicious. Kalyana means auspicious. Tamam means superlative degree. Most auspicious form. This is called Nirakar or, you know, Nirakar means the topmost form. Saumya Rupam. And that is also explained in the 11th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita, if you go, 
1150 after showing the whole universal form the virat roop which is very very fearful you know uh, i'm sorry fearsome caused so much fear to arjuna by seeing all that ghastly form you know everything was very you know was taking fear into arjuna's heart so he arjuna requested krishna to show him his again his uh, four-handed form so then here you see sanjay said to dhritarashtra the supreme personality of god had having spoken as to arjuna displayed his real four-armed form and at last showed him his two-armed form thus encouraging the fearful arjuna saumya vapur mahatma saumya vapur means the beautiful form see that then again in the next verse you see arjuna uvacha when he saw that beautiful first four-handed form and the two-armed form of krishna then he said drishtvedam manusham roopam tava saumyam janardana idanim asmi samvrittah sachetah prakritim gatah when arjuna saw krishna in his original form he said you see the words here saumyam drishtvedam manusham roopam tava saumyam janardana roopam form what form the human like form um, it is not that he became a human if he if he was a human how can he how could he show the virat roopa the universal form that means he is not ordinary human looking like ordinary human manushim tanumashritam so we will go to that verse now you see manusham roopam tava saumyam janardana saumyam means very very beautiful see that so in the purport you see and okay let's read the translation when arjuna thus saw krishna in his original form he said oh janardana seeing this human like form so very beautiful i am now composed in mind and i am restored to my original nature his fear was all subsided subsided completely after seeing the beautiful form of krishna until then he was seeing this ghastly form of the virat roopa where everything he possessed thousands of faces thousands of eyes you know and bright as the millions of suns and you know in the teeth within the teeth all everybody was just entering into the mouth and everybody was being crushed at the teeth and it was all a ghastly scene hmm? so but now when he showed his original form then he was very you know was composed and restored to the original nature then here is this the one um i think it's in the before verse here you see the word saumya vapuh the word saumya vapuh is very significant in a very it is a very beautiful saumya vapu is a very beautiful form huh? when he was present everyone was attracted simply by krishna's form and because krishna is the director of the universe he just banished the fear of arjuna his devotee and showed him again beautiful form in the brahma samhita it is stated only a person whose eyes are smeared with ointment of love can see the beautiful form of sri krishna
You see, it is it is known as the most beautiful form. That is what I wanted to show. You see, Samya Baba, it is most beautiful form. So this is the real Bhagavan feature of um, Brahmeti, Bharmatmeti, Bhagavaniti. So that is the real feature of the Lord. Oh yeah, I wanted to show this. So whenever Krishna comes in this um, human-like form, it is said here, chapter 9, text 11 of Gita, Avajananti mamudha manushimtanumashritam param bhavam ajananto mamabhuta maheshwaram Fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature as the supreme lord of all that be. See, fools deride me. Avajananti ma mudha. Mudha means fool. Manushim tanumashritam. So that's why it is very important to know all these things. So the, the Bhagavatas, the devotees, we accept. Yes, impersonal feature is also a feature of the Lord. Personal feature is also a feature of the Lord. But if you get stuck with the impersonal feature, you are not going to go very far. So therefore, and also, you can establish a relationship with something impersonal. How can you just love uh, air? I mean, you can't some, uh, love something impersonal. You cannot love light. Uh, you, the love is between two persons. It has to be a person. Bhakti can be only to a person. The supreme person, Krishna. Uh, when we talk about love, there is the lover and the beloved and the exchange between these two persons is love. So, the lover, uh, the devotee and the beloved is Krishna. And the exchange between them is bhakti. So, bhakti cannot happen with something impersonal. We should not take it for granted that because we cannot see God uh, with our eyes, the Lord has no personal existence. Sri Ishupanishad refutes this argument by declaring that the Lord is far away but very near also. We cannot see the Lord. So, for us, the Lord is appearing to be very far away, somewhere you know, in the Vaikuntha planet, somewhere in the Golok Vrindavan. We can't even see Him anywhere. Although we have heard... Uh, but we not, cannot see him any, everywhere. You know. And especially for those who haven't heard of it at all, they, they're not even sure whether God is even there or not. You know, they're not sure. For them, God is very, 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 very far away. Very far away. From their minds, from their from their you know vision. He's very far away. At the same time, he's in their heart, just right next to them. <laughs> huh? Right next to them. Ishvara, what is that? Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam. The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart. Samane Vrikshe Purusho Nimagno Anishaya Muhyamanaha. Let's explain in the Bhagavad Gita. Tamatmastham Yenukashandidhira. From the Upanishads, this is explained. Svetashvatar Upanishad and Mundaka Upanishad. Confirm this. Samane vrikshe purusho nimagno nishi aniyasho chati muhyamanaha jushtam yada pasyati manyamisham asya mahimanam iti vita shokaha. See, although the two birds are in the same tree, the eating bird is fully engrossed with anxiety and moroseness as the enjoyer of the fruits of the tree. 
But if in some way or other he turns his face to his friend who is the Lord and who knows his glories. Sorry. But if in some way or other he turns his face to his friend who is the Lord and knows his glories, at once the suffering bird becomes free from all anxieties. So, the Supreme Lord and the individual soul is situated within the heart of the body. So, it is like the on the same tree, <clears throat> on the same branch, you know, the two birds are sitting. One bird is just busy eating the fruits of the tree. That means eating the fruits of one's karma, that is that we are. The other bird is just looking on, looking at him. If somehow or other, he turns his attention to the face of his friend, his other bird, uh, then all his suffering becomes and anxieties become vanquished. Free from all anxieties. Dushtam yada pashyati anyam isham. Isham, you see, the Supreme Lord. The other bird is the, actually the Supreme Lord. Asya mahimanam iti viti shoka. See? So, this is explained in the Upanishads. It is very important, therefore, that um, we turn our attention to the Supreme Lord and not just trying to enjoy in this material world like the bird, foolish bird which is trying to enjoy the fruit of the tree. So, we should not take it for granted that because we cannot see God with our eyes, the Lord has no personal existence. Like for example, the Prabhupada mentioned in another way, when there is milk, now, it can be made into a nice sweet, maybe rabri, uh, rabri, nice sweet. Now, in the form of milk or say curd also for that matter. So, in the form of milk, there is no, I mean you can't see curd there. But through a process, we can actually see curd. We can actually see that rabri, sweet. But there is a process, there is a recipe. So, similarly, we don't see the Lord now. That does not mean the Lord is not there. So, if we follow the process given by the Acharya, hmm, um, the 10.2.31, the Acharyas leave this method by which they cross. And if we fall, take up that method given by the Acharya, then we can actually see the Lord. Hmm, even through the, the material forms. Hmm. That is why Chaitanya uh, Charitamrita says, Sthavar jangam dekhe na dekhe tar murti, sarvatra hoi nija ishtadevas purti. A pure devotee, sthavar jangam, whatever he sees, whether moving or non-moving, he doesn't, he, see the, he sees their forms, but he actually sees the Supreme Lord everywhere. He doesn't really see their forms. He sees the Supreme Lord everywhere, just like Prahlad Maharaj. Hmm. Sri Ishupanishad refutes this argument. By declaring that the Lord is far away but very near also. The abode of the Lord is beyond the material sky and we have no means to measure even this material sky. You see that? The abode of the Lord is beyond the material sky and we have no means to measure even this material sky. If the material sky extends so far, then what to speak of the spiritual sky which is altogether beyond it? So, how far the Lord is, you see? So, you cannot be, you know, in the yesterday's verse we have read, Aneja dekam manaso javiyo, nainam deva apnuvan purva marshad, nainat deva apnuvan purva marshad. So, even the tadhavatonyan atyeti tishthad, tasmin napo matarishvada dhati. So, 
how fast even at the speed of the mind you can't catch him is so far so far even at the light years in light is far, slower than mind mind years even at the speed of mind if you go for millions of years millions of not light years but mind years away is so far away so how can we reach him but vedeshu durlabham adurlabham atma bhaktao for the devotee he is so near like you know we have deity worship you know devotees are dressing the lord so near every day it is like a routine thing they are, they are offering the food to lord and dressing him and they are chanting his name when you are chanting krishna hare krishna krishna is already dancing on the tongue he is right on the tongue he is dancing when we are saying his name because abhinnatvan nama nam you know this is advaitam that there is no difference between his name and his him and his name abhinnatvan nama nam you know whereas we have a name but we the person and the name is two different things if somebody chants my name you know from somewhere i i am not there i am not there but when we chant krishna krishna is already there that is the beauty is the beauty of krishna that is the real meaning of advaitam shuddha advaitam pure oneness one of the four sampradayas i think it's nimbarka acharya or vishnu swami their philosophy is shuddha advaitam pure oneness this is pure oneness that in him all the so called dual, dual you know dualism exists without contradiction and without uh, uh, fault in complete harmony that is real advaitam um, so the lord is far away and yet so near he is very accessible if you just chant krishna's name he is there with us he is so accessible but for devotees the non devotees for them um, we don't know whether god is there or not you know so far away for him for them same lord <clears throat> so the spiritual sky is so far away that the spiritual sky is far far away from the material universe is con- confirmed in the bhagavad gita chapter 15 text 6 but despite the lord's being so far away he can at once within less than a second descend before us with a speed swifter than that of the mind or wind when we call upon the lord he is immediately there on the tongue from so far you know from not even millions we can't even say any number that far he is vaikuntha is so far but from there he comes in a moment when we say krishna immediately he is there within less than a second so this is that's how fast he walks tadejati tanaijati but even though he walks and he comes on our tongue it is not that he is no more in the vaikuntha loka or in the, in the golokrana he is still there therefore tad naijati he does not walk nobody misses him in the golokvrindavan it is not that we are chanting his name you know his, his name and then he is coming here and then he is no more there everybody is there is missing krishna and he is now here no he is there tadejati tan naijati but he comes here also tadejati this is krishna at the same time hmm. <clears throat> everybody is praying to the lord there is somebody chanting hari krishna here somebody chanting in the next other side of the globe somebody in another room other city you know everywhere krishna is there just like krishna is there was there in dwarka in every single palace 16108 queens 
and all of them had separate palaces because you put them in one palace you know it's not you know how big the whole family is the family 10 sons from each queen and one daughter so 11 children from each queen so just imagine 160000 of them you know and then they had their own children 10 each of them had 10 10 children millions his family went into the millions he, when he was at the battlefield of kurukshetra his family was in the millions that many palaces he was having and with each queen he was there in each palace and in each palace he was doing different things and everybody was thinking uh, every queen was thinking he is with her only and even in rasa dance raslila he was dancing in so many forms and millions and millions of girls were there gopis and he was chanting with i mean dancing with all of them and every gopi was thinking uh, krishna is only with me you know this is krishna tadejati tan naijati hmm. 156 what is 156 natadbhasayate suryo nashashanko napavakah yadgatvanani vartante tadhama paramam mama that supreme abode of mine is not illumined by the sun or moon nor by fire or, el- or electricity those who reach it never return to this material world so far away another verse is also there in the 8th chapter 20th verse parastasmat tu bhavonyo vyakto vyaktat sanatanah yah sa sarveshu bhuteshu nashyatsu na vinashyati yet there is another unmanifest nature which is eternal and is transcendental to this manifested and unmanifested matter this is beyond this material nature hmm? it is supreme and is never annihilated well all, when all in this world is annihilated that part remains as it is that is the spiritual world so he's giving hints of what the spiritual world so far away so all that far away but he moves at the at a speed which is inconceivable for anybody hmm You see, but despite the Lord's being so far away, he at he can at once, within less than a second, descend before us with the speed swifter than that of the mind or wind. He can also run so swiftly that no one can surpass him. This has already been described in the previous verse. Yet, when the personality of Godhead comes before us, we neglect him. This is our misfortune. He is running so fast and coming to us when we are calling him. but still we neglect him such foolish negligence is condemned by the lord in the bhagavad gita where he says that the foolish deride him considering him a mortal being exactly what we have similar verses in mukundamala stotra very nicely shrinath narayana vasudeva श्रीकृष्णभक्तचक्रपाणे श्रीपद्मनाभाच्युतकटभारे श्रीराम पद्माक्ष हरे मुरारे अनंतवैकुंठ मुकुंदकृष्ण गोविंद दामोदर माधवे वक्त समर्थोपि न वक्ति कश्चि 
अहो जनाख्यम सी दिस किंग कुलशेखर इज सेंग ओ श्रीनाथ नारायण वासुदेव कृष्ण द फ्रेंड ऑफ द डिवोटीज एंड द मीन्स यू नो भक्त प्रिया भक्त प्रिया काइंड फ्रेंड ऑफ योर डिवोटीज ओ चक्रपाणी पद्मनाभ अच्युता कैटभारी राम पद्माक्ष हरि मुरारी अनंत वैकुंठ मुकुंद कृष्ण गोविंद दामोदर माधव ऑल दो ऑल पीपल कैन एड्रेस यू यू नो बाय चांटिंग दिस नेम्स स्टिल दे रिमेन साइलेंट जस्ट सी हाउ ईगर दे आर फॉर देयर ओन पैरल सिमिलरली चैतन्य महाप्रभु ऑल्सो सेड नाम नाम कारी बहुधा निज सर्वशक्तिस तत्रर्पिता नियमित स्मरणेन काल स्मरणेन काल एतादृशी एतादृशी तव कृपा भगवन्मादुर्दीदृश दुर्दीदृशमीहाजनी नाग दुर्दैव दिस अवर मिसफॉर्चुनि कृष्ण चैतन्य महाप्रभु इज टीचिंग अस हाउ माय लॉर्ड ओ सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इन योर होली नेम देयर इज ऑल गुड फॉर्चून फॉर द लिविंग एंटिटी एंड देयर फॉर यू हैव मेनी नेम्स सच एज कृष्ण एंड गोविंद बाय व्हिच यू एक्सपैंड योरसेल्फ यू हैव इन्वेस्टेड ऑल योर पोटेंसीज इन दोस नेम्स एंड देयर आर नो हार्ड एंड फास्ट रूल्स फॉर रिमेंबरिंग देम माय डियर लॉर्ड ऑल्दो यू बेस्टाउ सच मर्सी अपॉन द फॉलन कंडीशंड सोल्स बाय लिबरली टीचिंग योर होली नेम्स I am so unfortunate that I commit offences while chanting the holy name, and therefore I do not achieve attachment for chanting. Durdayvami drishmi ha jani naanu raga ha. Hita drishi tavakripa Bhagavan mama pi. You have shown such great mercy still. Durdayvam, my misfortune. That I don't have attraction for chanting. I don't like to chant. You know this is all. is our misfortune the lord is so accessible but still we don't want to access him and say the lord is not there when the lord is running so fast to us when we are calling him you know ajamil was completely you know uh gone you know completely sinful but then when he chanted the name narayana he actually meant his son but then when he chanted narayana he remembered the narayana and immediately the narayana's dutas you know the narayana duta vishnu dutas they came down immediately stopped the yamadutas no 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 you cannot take him to yamaraj why he has committed every sin you can think of no 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 but he has chanted the name of narayana and that has absolved all of his sins so however one sin, sinful one may be if one chants krishna's name he becomes sinless <clears throat> so there are other verses also um in the mukundamala stotra aascharyam etadhi manushya loke sudham parityajya visham pibanti namani narayana gocharani tyaktvanya vacha kuhakah pathanti the greatest wonder in human society is this people are so incorrigible that they reject the life giving nectar of lord narayan's names and instead drink poison by speaking everything else and shrimad bhagavatam sukadev goswami says the same thing 
ಶ್ರೋತವ್ಯಾಧೀನಿ ರಾಜೇಂದ್ರ ನಿರ್ಣಾಂ ಸಂತಿ ಸಹಸ್ರಶಃ ಅಪಶ್ಯತಾತ್ಮತತ್ವಂ ಗೃಹೇಶು ಗೃಹಮೇಧಿನಾಂ ದೋಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ಸ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲಿ ಎಂಗ್ರಾಸ್ಡ್ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಬ್ಲೈಂಡ್ ಟು ದ ನಾಲೆಡ್ಜ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಅಲ್ಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಟ್ರೂತ್ ಲೀವ್ ಯಾ ಲೀವ್ ಮೆನಿ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಓ ಎಂಪರ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಐ ಥಿಂಕ್ ನಾಟ್ ಲೀವ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಯಾ ಸೊ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಮೆನಿ ಸಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಮ್ಯಾಟರ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಿಯರಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಸೊ ಮೆನಿ ಸೊ ಹಿಯರ್ ಹೀಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕುಲಶೇಖರ್ ಅಲ್ವಾರ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ಈಸ್ ಸೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಯು ನೋ ತ್ಯಕ್ತ್ವಾನ್ಯವಾಚ ಕುಹಕಾ ಪಠಂತಿ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಐ ಮೀನ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ದನ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ನೆಕ್ಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ನಾರಾಯಣ್ಸ್ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ದೇ ಡ್ರಿಂಕಿಂಗ್ ಪಾಯ್ಸನ್ ಬೈ ಸ್ಪೀಕಿಂಗ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ವೆರಿ ನೈಸ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಸೋ ಮೆನಿ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸಸ್ ನೈಸ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಹೋಲಿ ನೇಮ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಸೆವೆಂತ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಮ್ಮ ಕುಂದಮಾಲ ಸ್ತೋತ್ರ ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ನಾಮಪ್ರೋಚ್ಯ ನಾರಾಯಣಾಖ್ಯಂ ಕೇನ ಪ್ರಾಪುರ್ವಾನ್ ಚಿತಂ ಪಾಪಿ ನೋಪಿ ಹಾನ ಪೂರ್ವಂ ವಾಕ್ ಪ್ರವೃತ್ತಾನ ತಸ್ಮಿಂ ತೇನ ಪ್ರಾಪ್ತಂ ಗರ್ಭವಾಸಾಧಿಖಂ ವಾಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಈವನ್ ಇಫ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿನ್ಫುಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಎವರ್ ಸೆಡ್ ಅಲೌಡ್ ದ ಬ್ಲೆಸ್ಡ್ ನೇಮ್ ನಾರಾಯಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೇಲ್ ಟು ಫುಲ್ಫಿಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಸಿ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಈವನ್ ಇಫ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿನ್ಫುಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಎವರ್ ಸೆಡ್ ಅಲೌಡ್ ದ ಬ್ಲೆಸ್ಡ್ ನೇಮ್ ನಾರಾಯಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೇಲ್ ಟು ಫುಲ್ಫಿಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ನೆವರ್ ಈವನ್ ದ ವರ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿನ್ನರ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಫುಲ್ಫಿಲ್ ಆಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ we have the example of mrgari the hunter and ajamil but we alas never used our power of speech in that way and so we had to suffer such miseries as living in a womb that means in our previous lives we didn't chant we did not use our power of speech in that way and so we had to suffer such miseries as living in a womb that means we have lived in the womb because we have not chanted and if we don't chant now we will again have to go through the trouble of you know lying down in the womb of a mother actually there is a nice verse by shankracharya uh, what is that punarapi jananam punarapi maranam punarapi janani jathare shayanam iha samsare bahudustare ಕೃಪಾರೆ ಪಾಹಿ ಮುರಾರೆ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಹಿ ಸೇಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಪುನರಾಪಿ ಜನನಂ ಪುನರಾಪಿ ಮರಣಂ ಸೊ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಜನ್ಮ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಮರಣ ಡೆತ್ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಅಂಡ್ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ ಡೆತ್ ಪುನರಾಪಿ ಜನನಿ ಜಠರೆ ಶಯನಂ ಅಗೇನ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಓಂಬ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಮದರ್ ದಟ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ವೆರಿ ಪೀಸ್ಫುಲ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ now how painful that sleep is that whole third canto 31st chapter you can read what kind of pain the child goes through in the womb of the mother huh? so this is a miserable condition that's why birth is so miserable one of the chief miseries of materialistic life is janma mrityu jara vyadhi we only see the the mother's suffering huh? that she is bearing the child and then the labor of child birth is very painful but for the child it is is even more painful unbearable pain he suffers for 9 months 9 months is suffering continuously although he is lying within the womb so iha samsare bahudu stare so sankracharya is saying iha samsare this is the world of samsara 
the cycle of birth and death. Bahudustare, very, very difficult to get out of this. Kripaya pare, pahe murare. But you, Murari, he is calling out Krishna, uh, the enemy of the Mura demon. So, this cycle of birth and death, this Maya is like a demon. So, Mura demon, so Murari, he call him Murari, the killer of the demon. So, please kill this cycle of birth and death for me. Kripaya hmm. pare, apara, kripaya apara. That means, apara means unlimited, unlimitedly merciful Supreme Lord Murari, please pahi, save me from this. Protect me from this. Punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam, punarapi janani jatareshayanam. So, this is the, you know, so therefore this verse is there. Uh, what is that? This verse 47. Sriman nama prochana rayanakhyam kena prapurvanchitam papinopi. You know, who has ever chanted aloud the blessed name Narayana and, and failed? fulfill his desires. Never. It has happened. So, but because we did not use our power of speech in that way, we had to suffer. Therefore, in the 51st verse, it is said, Alam 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 eka praninam patakanam nirasana vishayeya krishna krishneti vani then the next two lines you see yadi bhavati mukunde bhakti rananda sandra karatala kalitasa moksha samrajya lakshmi see by themselves the word krishna krishna are sufficient to drive away the sins of all living beings that much powerful just by the names just chanting krishna krishna sufficient anyone who possesses devotion for lord mukunda that is densely imbued Ananda Sandra, densely imbued with ecstasy, holds in the palms of his hands the gifts of liberation, worldly influence and wealth. You know, the dharma, thakama, moksha that you know people want. They are in the, as they say in Hindi, mutthi in, in the in the in the hands of the person who is devoted. It is within his, you know, like in his pocket. You know, so like that. The devotee, I mean, who chants, that is so powerful, the holy name. That's why it is said, we have seen these verses about the holy name. So many holy, um, verses on the holy name. This is Om Namo Narayanaya. This is also about the holy name. Narayanaya nama ityamumeva mantram Samsara ghora vishanir haranaya nityam Shrinmandu bhavyamatayo yatayo nuragad Uchayastaramu padishamya hamurdhvabahu Raising my arms, I utter this compassionate advice as loud, loudly as I can. If those in the renounced order want to be delivered from the terrible poisonous condition of material life, they should have the good sense to constantly hear the mantra Om Namo Narayanaya. In our case, Hare Krishna mantra. You see, Satyam Bravemi Manujaha Swayamurdha Baho. Oh, this is the other meter. Satyam Bravemi Manujaha Swayamurdha Baho. Yo yo Mukunda Narasimha Janardaneti. Jeevo Japatyanudinam Marane Raneva. Pasha Nakashta Sadrishaya Dadatya Bhishtam. 
O mankind, with arms raised high, I declare the truth. Any mortal who chants the names Mukunda, Narasimha and Janardana day after day, even in battle or when facing death, will come to regard his most cherished ambitions as no more valuable than a stone or a block of wood. Actually, there are so many verses in Mukundamala itself on the holy name. So anyway, you get the point. So this is the thing. The holy name, we must, you know. <clears throat> now, here he is explaining more things. You know, see, Prabhupada, how he is explaining. Yet when the, yeah, we have missed out one verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, 123 O King, in the age of Kali, people's intelligence will be diverted by atheism. And they will almost never offer sacrifice to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supreme Spiritual Master of the Universe. Although the great personalities who control the three worlds all bow down to the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, the petty and miserable human beings of this age will not do so. So such foolish negligence is condemned by the Lord in the Bhagavad Gita, where he says that the foolish deride deride him, considering him a mortal being. He is not a mortal being, nor does he come before us with a body produced of material nature. There are so many so-called scholars who contend that the Lord descends in a body made of matter, just like an ordinary living being. Not knowing his inconceivable power, such foolish men place the Lord on an equal level with ordinary men. This is why they are called Mayavada, Mayavadis, because they think when the Lord comes into this material world, he accepts a body made of this Maya, this, this material energy. So that's why they are called Mayavadis. Their, their philosophy is based on Maya, hmm. on illusion. <clears throat> they are illusioned about the position of the Lord. So now, such foolish men place the Lord on an equal level with ordinary men. Because he is full of inconceivable potencies, God can accept our service through any sort of medium. And he can convert his different potencies according to his own will. Try to understand this. Because he is full of inconceivable potencies, God can accept our service through any sort of medium. And he can convert his different potencies according to his own will. Non-believers argue that I argue either that the Lord cannot incarnate himself at all, or that if he does, he descends in a form of material energy. These arguments are nullified if we accept the existence of the Lord's inconceivable potencies. Then we will understand that even if the Lord appears before us in a in the form of material energy, it is quite possible for him to convert this energy into spiritual energy. Since the source of the, that means he can, even if somebody says that, okay, he comes with a material form, even then there is no contradiction because he can change that material form into spiritual form. He can change matter into spirit. Now he explains. Since the source of the energies is one and the same, material or spiritual energy, the source is Krishna. So he is the source of both material and spiritual energies. So since the source of the energies is one and the same, the energies can be utilized according to the will of their source. For example, the Lord can appear in the form of the Archa Vigraha, a deity, supposedly made of earth, stone and, or wood. Deity forms, although engraved from wood, stone or other matter, are not, are not idols, 
as the iconoclasts contend. This is not idol worship. See? And this is not uh, idol worship. This is Krishna himself. Even if it is, you know, material form like stone, block, you know, or wood or paint sometimes. Actually, there is a nice verse about the eight kinds of deities. Shaili Darumai Lauhi Eleven twenty seven twelve. Shaili Darumai Lauhi Lepya Lekhyacha Saikati Mano Mai Mani Mai Pratimashta Vidhasmrita. The deity form of the Lord is said to appear in eight varieties stone, wood, metal, earth, paint, sand, and the mind or jewels. So in the mind also Manasapuja it is said. So one if one does not have all the paraphernalia for uh, deity worship, if he is very very poor, then he can do Manasapuja. You know that you know that uh, story is there of the South Indian Brahman, you know, who was you know meditating that he was bringing all the pots of water in, in golden pots, he was he was meditating like this, you know, that he was bringing the holy water from all the holy rivers and golden pots and doing Abhishek for the Lord. And then he dressed him and then he cooked for him. And then he, you know, he cooked some sweet rice. Then he wanted to check if the sweet rice is hot or not before offering to the Lord. So he touched the sweet rice. Then his finger burnt. Then his, his meditation broke. Then he saw his finger was actually burnt. You know, then the Lord Narayan and the Vaikuntha, he saw this, all this, you know, then he was laughing, you know, and then with a smile, you know, he went down and picked the Brahmana up and went back to Vaikuntha. So, even though he was doing in the in the Manas Puja, you know, in, the, in his mind, but it really burnt his finger. So, there is no difference between such Manas Puja and real deity worship. But, we can't be lazy and say, yeah, this is good actually, I'll do Manas Puja, I'll, I'm doing Manas Puja Prabhu. Huh? <laughs> First of all, our mind is so chanchal. We can't even focus on the Lord. You know, he was fo- focusing on every single detail of how he was serving the Lord. We have no such, come on. I mean, so we cannot do this kind of things without being so advanced. He is a pure devotee, you know, that Brahmana. That's why the Lord personally came down. When that finger burned, the Lord personally came down and took him back. Uh, what we are doing? The Lord will come and take us back. Hmm? So we cannot imitate and be lazy. He was not lazy. He was so poor that he cannot afford anything. But he wanted to do some grand deity worship for the Lord. So in this way he was imagining and he was in that meditation. Huh? And and not only not just for you know like a few minutes, for hours he was meditating like that. Every detail he was meditating on. How um, this this um, um, how he was dressing and how he was cooking, he was cooking so many items, and each of the items that he was putting, all the ingredients, he was you know cutting everything, everything in the mind he was doing with great detail, not skipping any steps. So, we can't do these things, uh, but there is such a thing. Uh, in advanced process, it is. it can be done in advanced stages. So, um, that's why this, in Kali Yuga, because we are so fallen, we cannot even focus on the form of the Lord properly, forget about serving Him. That's why chanting is there, you know. That's why that verse, Agachit, Smaranam Vishnur.
अगछित स्मरण विष्णुर् बहवायासेन साध्यते श्री विष्णु वैष्णव चिंतामणि अगछित स्मरण विष्णुर् बहवायासेन साध्यते ओष्ठ स्पंदन मात्रेण कीर्तनम तु ततो वरम ऑल्दो कैपेबल ऑफ डिस्ट्रॉइंग ऑल सिन्स द रिमेंबरेंस ऑफ लॉर्ड विष्णु इज अचीव्ड ओनली विद एक्स्ट्रॉर्डिनरी एफर्ट on the on the other hand one may perform krishna kirtan simply by moving one's lips and thus this process is superior krishna has become so accessible by that by just vibrating our lips which we always anyway like to do speak nonsense otherwise we always want to vibrate our lips do that by chanting and that's it he has become that accessible in kaliyuga so we have to take to him hmm For example the lord can appear in the form of the archa vigraha a deity supposedly made of earth stone or wood deity forms although engraved from wood stone or other matter are not, are not idols as the iconoclasts contend iconoclasts are those who say that this all you know, you know idol worship but that's not a fact is directly krishna worship because hmm. krishna out of his mercy because we cannot see him we cannot serve him in the in a spiritual in a spiritual form he has come and accepted a form which we can serve him like he has come in the form of his name so that we can chant his name he can come in the form of deity so that we can do deity worship we can dress him uh, the virat roop how we can dress him all the cloth in the world will be finished cannot even dress him so um, in order that we can serve him so he comes in a form in which we can serve him we can offer him food so many services you know arrange big big festivals rathyatra you know this year we don't have it because you know of the corona virus for all these festivals you know is for his pleasure and everybody comes and everybody gets in touch with the lord they chant his name they eat prasadam and they become purified and they buy some books you know in this way they become more and more spiritually advanced just by the deity <clears throat> in our present state of imperfect material existence we cannot see the supreme lord due to imperfect vision yet those devotees who want to see him by means of material vision are favored by the lord who appears in a so called material form to accept his devotee's service one should not think that such devotees who are in the lowest stage of devotional service that means the kanishtha adhikaris especially for the third class devotees very essential deity worship um, one should not think that such devotees who are in the lowest stage of devotional service are worshiping an idol they are factually worshiping the lord who has agreed to appear before them in an approachable way nor is the archa form fashioned according to the whims of the worshiper the form of krishna is not some whimsical form it is the form that is explained in the shastras shyamam tribhanga lalitam niyata prakasham govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami shyamanga shyamam tribhanga lalitam the threefold bending form of shyamsundara that is what you know this this krishna's deity is you know he has a threefold bending form and you know blowing on the flute venum vanandam aravinda dalayataksham so the peacock feather the flute everything is already mentioned in the shastras hmm. <clears throat> so it is not a whimsical form which they created uh, this form is eternally existence with uh, existent with all paraphernalia this can be actually felt by a sincere devotee but not by an atheist a sincere devotee he can feel the lord whereas an atheist how much ever you try to convince him he will never feel the lord even if he lord directly comes in front of him he cannot see him he does not accept so that is um in misfortune of the atheist 
In the Bhagavad Gita 4.11, the Lord says that how he treats his devotee depends on the devotee's degree of surrender. Hmm. According to how much we surrender, ye yathamam prapadyante tam sthathaiva bhajamyaham. The Lord reserves the right not to reveal himself to anyone and everyone, but to show himself only to those souls who surrender unto him. Tesham satata yuktanam bhajatam pritipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite. So he gives the intelligence and he manifests in front of those who are satati yuktanam, who are always engaged in serving him. You may ask, how can I serve someone when I can't see him? And you say, you, I must serve him to see him. But unless I see him, how can I serve him? <laughs> That's why. The thing is, it is not that we, um, our demand of seeing him, you know, will, and then we can serve. So it is not that we call the shots. We should understand that. We are nobody here. We are an absolute servant. We are absolutely dependent on the mercy of the Lord. So he calls the shots. You first get into the attitude of service, then I will manifest. You don't ask me to manifest myself and then you will serve. No, I will not do it. Because actually they won't. Atheists, even Krishna comes in front of them, they will not surrender. They can't see the Lord. Antar Bahira Vastitam, he is everywhere. But Hiranyakashipu could not see, Prahlad could see. How? Because of their devotion and lack of devotion. Hiranyakashipu did not have any devotion. Prahlad had devotion. So he could see. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena santa sadaiva hridayeshu vilokayanti. The devotees can always see the Lord. Wow, how? Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena. Bhakti vilochana. Uh, the eyes anointed with the uh, was that um, salve of love, ointment of love. So without love we cannot see. Therefore that story I told before that uh, who Brahmananda or Gargamuni, one of the two brothers, uh, disciples of uh, Prabhupada. So um, he in the beginning when he was becoming devotee, he wanted to, you know, he everybody was bowing down. You know? And for him, you know, it, it is like, oh, this is like, some cult, you know, you are bowing down to a person. Actually, one must bow down to a spiritual master. So, in the beginning for the Westerners, it was very difficult to accept this bowing down business. What is this, you know, wow, wow. Bowing down, everybody is bowing down to him. This is like a cult, you know. They get all these um, thoughts. So, some of them, and because of their huge ego, they are not used to the bowing down anywhere in their life, you know. Never. At least Hindu knows that, you know, bowing down is something you have to do for sadhus or in the temple you have to bow down. But they never heard of these things, you know. So, oh, this is, what is this? So, he did not like to bow down especially. Others, you know, you know, with hard struggle in their mind, somehow or other they started bowing down. And anyway, they got the explanation also from Prabhupada that one must, you know, um, this thing, bow down to the spiritual master. Actually, who started this? Um, Achutananda or Kirtananda, they went to India. And then they saw the culture, you know, how sadhus are respected and how one must bow down in the front of the Lord. And then they came back and then, you know, he started bowing down to Prabhupada. Then that's how everybody also saw this and then started doing it. And some of them were skeptical, whoa, whoa, what is this, you know. So, um, so this Gargamuni, he didn't, Gargamuni Prabhu or um, Brahmananda, one of them. So, he did not want to bow down. He did not want to bow down. So, then he asked Prabhupada. Um, his reasoning was, how, why should I bow down when I don't feel like bowing down? I want to feel it. 
I want to feel that 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 feeling. Then I I will bow down. You know, if I feel like, yeah, this is. I mean, I have to have that much of reverence. You know, if I have that feeling of reverence, then I will automatically bow down. But if I have no feeling, why should I bow down? Hmm. So he asked Prabhupad, um, should I bow down? Even I mean, even when I don't feel like it, um, how can I bow down when I don't feel it? Then Prabhupada said, you bow down and then you will feel it. <laughs> so, it is the other way around. Always we want to call the shots. We want to be convinced first. We want to be and then we want to surrender. Yes, of course, as, to the point, the Shastra is there. Just like we can't, you know, whimsically accept anybody. We should check, yes, but check with what? Shastra, not with our mind. You know, nowadays it is a common thing. Oh, it, that, that doesn't resonate with me, they say. Or that resonates with me, yes, yes. So, if something resonates with their mind, with their thought process, then yeah, yeah, this is this is right. I feel this is right. And if something doesn't resonate with their thought, you know, oh, this I I don't feel you know this is very correct. So the the way they judge things is by their mind, as if their mind is the, the perfect source of knowledge and and reference. Huh? What what is the point whether it resonates with you or not? For a for a for a man in a mode of ignorance. Uh, beer resonates with him, you know, partying resonates with him, but that doesn't mean that is right. It is not that there is right for everybody, it is their own right. And no, no, no. There is only one right and one wrong. Uh, that is, that is um, what the opinion of the Lord, not our opinion. Whatever is in the mind of the Lord, that is dharma. And that he will speak and that, that is dharma. Mm. So, right and wrong is based on his words. So, his words have been Vedo Narayana Sakshat. Um, so, Veda is the very, very words of uh, the Narayana, Krishna himself. Vedaischa Sarve Rahameva Vedyo, Vedanta Krit Veda Videva Chaham. I am the compiler of Vedanta. So, it is Krishna's words. So, from his words, we have to understand what is correct and what is not, what resonates with our mind. Our mind is in the mode of ignorance and passion. I mean, we have we will resonate with imperfect things also. So, how do we know that something is perfect or imperfect? Just, just like, when we hear some kind of, a, you know, especially, many women have this problem, when they read Prabhupada's books, when they are not submissive, instead of coming out of the bodily concept, when, you know, when they hear this, oh, women are less intelligent, when, when they hear this, oh, what is this, you know, how, how can you say like this, I, this, this, this doesn't sound right. But that is what the Shastra says. The woman's body is created like that by the Lord. And it's not that, uh, men has to, uh, you know, should be proud of, oh, more intelligent. No, it's not that at all. It's just how Krishna has created everything. It's just a factual thing. But people get into this, this emotional trips, you know, you know, oh, how you can say this is, this is, you know, what is that called? Um, male chauvinism or, you know, all these things, all kind of words they put. But it is not, all this chauvinism or, you know, sexism and all these things are based on opinions of people. Okay. This is not opinion. This is what the Shastras say. Krishna said it, so it is that way. That's it. We will just accept. And Kunti Devi herself is also saying, Tatha paramaham sanam muni malatmanam bhakti yoga vidhanartham katham How can we women understand you who are not even understood by the great paramahamsas, sages? So, but she is actually more than the sages because she is a devotee. So that humility, just like even Prahlad Maharaj, he said what? What did he say? You see what he said. We have read this when we were reading Narsimha Leela. How humbly he prayed to the Lord. 
you see he is so empowered that the lord came for him in such an unprecedented form and killed hiranyakashipu and the lord brahma and shiva were afraid of him such a great form of the lord came for purpose of pralad but you see how pralad is thinking whether man or woman one must be always humble and if the body is created like that it is like that that's it it's it's a fact is this krishna is saying the fact so if we are in the it's like prabhupada was once asked by a woman devotee she was just beginning in her devotional service and you know um she read all these things you know that woman less intelligent she knew prabhupada also said this many times then you know she went to prabhupada and said um can a woman not become a devotee uh, sorry can a woman not advance in spiritual life she asked prabhupada so prabhupada said as long as you think you are a woman where is the question of any advancement hmm okay so she understood so we have to come out of the bodily concept hmm but we should understand that women's body is limited like that so if the shastra say something even if it doesn't resonate with us or if it doesn't feel right because we have heard women's liberation women are equal men are equal everything is equal you know we're all you know one you know because we have been fed with that something doesn't resonate with us and when we say moon landing is a hoax oh that that doesn't sound right why it doesn't sound right because we, you were fed one thing all your life and therefore now you hear this other thing oh this is this, this doesn't this is something different so this resonation is nonsense resonation is complete nonsense we have to see what the shastra is saying you see how prahlad maharaj he is a boy right but still he said you see shri prahlad uvacha brahma dayasura gana munayotha siddhah satvaikatanagatayo vacha sampravahai naradhitum purugunair अधुनापि पिप्रु किं तोष्टुमर्हति समय हरिरुग्रजाते उग्रजाते यू सी प्रहलाद महाराज प्रेड हाउ इज इट पॉसिबल फॉर मी हु हैव बीन बॉर्न इन अ फैमिली ऑफ असुरस सी आई एम आई एम बॉर्न इन अ फैमिली ऑफ डीमन्स हाउ इज इट पॉसिबल फॉर मी टू ऑफर सूटेबल प्रेयर्स टू सैटिस्फाई द सुप्रीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड इवन अंटिल नाउ ऑल द डेमिगॉड्स हेडेड बाय लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा एंड ऑल द सेंटली पर्सन्स कुड नॉट सैटिस्फाई द लॉर्ड बाय स्ट्रीम्स ऑफ एक्सेलेंट वर्ड्स although such persons are qual- are very qualified being in the mode of goodness then what is uh, what is to be said of me i am not at all qualified so this is humility you should always think yes i am not qualified i am less intelligent i am the most fool chaitanya mahaprabhu himself said guru more murkho dekhi karilo shasan my guru ishwarpuri saw that i am a, i was a great fool guru more murkho dekhi and chaitanya mahaprabhu is saying i am a fool and these women you know they want to become oh no 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 how can you say we are less intelligent we should always think we are less intelligent anyway right hmm? but even factually women's body is like that but so when the shastras say something like that it is not to put down put down the women or you know uh, try to abuse them that's not even the uh, reason there it is just that where things can go wrong and that's why arjuna was so concerned if the men in this battle they die and so many women are dependent on these men and they will be polluted you know they will be easily susceptible to fall down they can be you know mishandled they can be a woman can be easily wooed by a sweet talking man yeah so it can easily happen so how how there will be unwanted children then and the whole future of mankind will become filled with these unwanted children who are not legitimate children and you know and then they will create hell for the world so i will be responsible by fighting this war you know i will be responsible for the future hell so this is how arjuna was putting forward his arguments he did not put put forward any uh, 
foolish arguments. He put forward very uh, legitimate arguments. But still Krishna said that there is a higher principle than this. So then he explained the spiritual life. What is called you know, obedience to the spiritual master and Krishna himself. And what is dharma, what is adharma and everything he explained anyway. So, but the point is this, that resonating, you know, with the mind, you know, yeah, yeah, that resonates, doesn't make any difference what resonates with you or what doesn't resonate with you. What Krishna (coughs) wants of us, that is dharma. What Krishna doesn't want of us, that is adharma. What Krishna says is truth. What Krishna doesn't say, that is not truth. That's it. Our acceptance of truth is only based on that. If we accept it, then we are actually intelligent. The Shastra may say less intelligent or whatever. But those women you see, like exalted woman Kunti Devi, Sita Devi and uh, who is that? Um, Gandhari. All these women are very exalted women. Devahuti, Uttara. All these are very exalted women. Why? Because they did their dharma in a, such a nice way. And being humble, at the same time they were pure devotees. It, it, it doesn't mean, uh, Krishna himself said, you see, uh, Less intelligent or more intelligent, it doesn't matter. Everybody can come to him. Nine thirty-two, chapter nine, text thirty-two. O son of Pritha, those who take shelter in me, though they be of lower birth, women, Vaishyas, merchants, and Shudras, workers can attain the supreme destination. So, the access the access to the supreme lord is not in any way uh, diminished by being less intelligent. In fact, that very thing is said by Prahlad in the next verse, 799. You see, Hibhavan Naradhanaya Hibhavanti Parasya Pumso Bhaktiatutosha Bhagavan Gajayuthapaya Gajayuthapaya, you see this. Salad Maharaj continued, one may possess wealth, an aristocratic family, beauty, austerity, education, sensory expertise, luster, influence, physical strength, diligence, intelligence, and mystic yogic power. But I think that even all by all these qualifications one cannot satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, one can satisfy the Lord simply by devotional service. Gajendra did this and thus the Lord was satisfied with him. Gajendra was an animal, what to speak. Woman is much much more intelligent than an animal, right? But even animal, the Lord accepted. And what is the other prayer? We cannot speak like gentlemen. Hanuman is saying. Five nineteen seven. You see, um, Hanuman has composed such a beautiful verse. Najan manu, najan manu nam mahato na saubhagam navan na buddhir na kritis tosha hetu tairiyad visrishtan na pino one cannot establish a friendship with the Supreme Lord Ramachandra on the basis of material qualities such as one's birth in an aristocratic family, one's personal beauty, one's eloquence, one's sharp intelligence. 
uh, even if man is more intelligent than woman you know it doesn't mean that they they have access to the lord if one takes to devotional service everybody can access to even the animals can access the lord what to speak see eloquence one sharp intelligence or one superior race or nation none of these qualifications is actually a prerequisite for friendship with lord sri ramachandra otherwise how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken the noble birds he's hanuman is speaking on behalf of all the vanaras the monkeys otherwise how is it possible that although we uncivilized inhabitants of the forest have not taken noble birds although we have no physical beauty and although we cannot speak like gentlemen lord ramachandra has nevertheless accepted us as friends so when they see these words you know when they don't immediately oh it doesn't resonate it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it doesn't resonate with you it doesn't matter the other way around if we don't resonate with the, the lord the lord says it is our misfortune okay we have to always say yes we have to be a yes man for the lord so whatever the lord says is correct like arjuna said sarvameta dritam manye yanmam vadasi keshava whatever you say krishna i accept as truth that is real disciple hmm? this is another good verse in the comments 11294 we will go there shrimad bhagavatam 11 so we have to get out of our bodily concept because of my ego i can't accept accept krishna statements that is my problem you know so i can't put my ego in front of the oh, how can the lord say like this how can prabhupad say like this no 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 they will say what is the truth how can you think like that that they are not correct that is your problem 11294 you see kim chitramachuta tavaita dasesha bandho daseshvananya sharaneshu sharaneshu yad yadatma satvam ஹனுமான்ஸ்ரீமத்ரீட்டிஷன்ஸ்ரீமத்ரீட்டிஷன்ஸ்ரீமத்ரீட்டிஷன்ஸ்ரீமத்ரீட்டிஷன்ஸ
the lord reserves the right not to reveal himself to anyone and everyone but to show himself only to those souls who surrender unto him thus for the surrendered soul he is always within reach whereas for the unsurrendered soul he is far far away and cannot be approached so this is what it means by far tadure tadvantike he is far away and near at the same time for the devotees he is very near for the non devotees panthastu koti shatavat sarasampragamyo millions of mind years away in this connection two words the revealed scriptures often apply to the lord saguna with qualities and nirguna without qualities are very important the word saguna does not imply that when the lord appears with perceivable qualities he must take on a material form and be subjected to the laws of material nature for him there is no difference between the material and spiritual energies because he is the source of all energies as the controller of all energies he cannot at any time be under their influence as we are hmm मयाध्यक्षेण प्रकृति सूयते सचराचरम हेतुनावर्तते बै हिज रूल द होल वर्ल्ड इज मूविंग सो हिईज नॉट अंडर द रूल ऑफ द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड इज अंडर हिज रूल एज द कंट्रोलर ऑफ ऑल एनर्जी ई कैनॉट बी एट एनी टाइम अंडर द इन्फ्लुएंस एज वी आर द मेटीरियल एनर्जी वर्क्स अकॉर्डिंग टू हिज डायरेक्शन देर फॉर ही कैन यूज दैट एनर्जी फॉर हिज पर्पसेज विदाउट एवर बींग इन्फ्लुएंस्ड um by any of the qualities of that energy in this sense he is nirguna nirguna means that he is not affected by the gunas at all hmm. without qualities nor does the lord become a formless entity at any time for ultimately he is the eternal form the primeval lord his impersonal aspect or brahman effulgence is but the glow of his personal rays just as the sun's rays are the glow of the sun god this is explained in bhagavad gita also bhagavad gita chapter 14 text 27 the last verse brahmano hi prathishtaham amritasya vyayasya cha shashvatasya cha dharmasya sukhasya ikantikasya cha and i am the basis of the impersonal brahman which is immortal imperishable and eternal and is the constitutional position of ultimate happiness krishna is saying i am the basis of the impersonal brahman so when there when there is a bright light there is a source of that light so we have to know the source what is the source of this not to be satisfied with the light only we have to know what is the source of this light so similarly the now krishna is confirming here i am the basis of that impersonal brahman i am the source of the light 